Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and prayer who is passionate about helping women like you make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. A small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia, I've made prayer my game plan for all of life. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. If you wonder how you'll equip your children for this world and all it throws at them, if you have questions about prayer and don't know where to turn for answers, if you need help knowing how to pray through specific issues or seasons, you are in the right place. Prayer really is the most important but most overlooked part of Christian parenting today. Let's change that starting right now and impact generations to come. Have you ever met someone who just seems to exude joy, an infectious laugh, a beautiful smile, laughter that just draws you in and makes you want to be with them as much as possible? Maybe they have a certain zest for life, a dominating desire to get the most out of every moment or the ability to find the silver lining of every dark cloud. I am not that person. (laughs) I've always wanted to be someone who spills over with joy, but my journey to joy has been less natural and more hard-earned. God gifted me with a serious, reserved personality, and I'm a classic overthinker. I love to laugh, and I enjoy a good time as much as anyone else. But my introversion, combined with a tendency to analyze everything to death and feel everything deeply, often makes it hard, if not impossible, for me to let go and let my guard down. I have to choose joy more often than not, not because I have nothing to be thankful for. I do so much, but because life can be hard and I'm the kind of person who takes it personally. Thankfully, joy doesn't depend on circumstances and isn't reserved for big, bubbly personalities. It's for everyone, introverts, extroverts, analytical types, happy-go-lucky people, everyone, because joy comes from Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 8-9 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I've learned over the years that joy isn't something I can produce or create on my own, at least not true biblical joy. And that's the kind we all want, right? The kind that lasts, withstands, and even surprises us in the middle of challenging times. According to these verses, joy is something we can be filled with to overflowing just because we know Jesus and are known by him. But the working out of that truth can be tricky. Why does Peter tell the people he's talking to that they can be filled with inexpressible and glorious joy when they can't see God's hand, don't understand why they've been given hardships and are perhaps suffering for their faith? Look at that last part of the verse. It's written right there. They can have glorious joy because they love God, believe in Jesus, and have been given the most important answer to the deepest need of their soul salvation. Our salvation is the biggest, truest, fullest reason we can have joy, and that can't be taken away. In our new prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Joy, my dear friend Gina Smith, one of the wisest and most passionately gospel-focused women I know, 
is going to walk you through her own story of choosing joy and help you focus on what the Bible says about the subject. She's not taking you on a journey of joy that lasts a few minutes. Her prayer is that as you meditate on, pray through, and become saturated in the truth about biblical joy, God's word will change your heart to reflect it. In fact, that's kind of the secret of this whole thing. We've both found through our own personal practices that praying God's word is one of the most powerful forms of prayer there is. Not because it's more holy than other forms, but because God's word is living and active and does exactly what God purposes for it to do. If that's true, and I wholeheartedly believe it is, prepare yourself to be changed from the inside out as God's word does what it does best, make you more like Jesus and fill you with joy that lasts. I hope you enjoy this reading of chapter three from Everyday Prayers for Joy. Day three, joy found in the God of hope. Romans 15, 13 is today's passage, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. For as long as I can remember, I desired to go to a Christian college to prepare for some kind of full-time career in ministry. I also desired to go to a school where I would be surrounded by a Christian community of believers my age. And of course, my hope was that I might meet and marry a man who was committed to Jesus and had been called to being in full-time ministry as well. During my senior year of high school, it became evident that I would not be able to afford to pay for college and my dream of going to a Christian college would not be coming true. I would need to live at home, find a job, and work full-time. After graduating from high school, I spent the summer traveling with a missions team. It was an amazing experience that caused the growth of that long-time desire to attend a Christian college, study the Bible, and prepare for some kind of career in ministry. But at the end of that summer, I returned home and was faced with the reality that most of my friends had left for college and I had been left behind with unfulfilled dreams. I was heartbroken. I found a job working at a retail store at a local mall. I was miserable. Each day I would get up, get dressed, and drive to a job I hated. With each passing day, I began to lose hope that what I longed to do with my life would ever materialize. Finally, having lost hope, I concluded that God had forgotten me, and I attempted to end my life. There have been very few times in my life since then that I have been so blinded to any evident hope. As I have gotten older, I have learned where my hope and purpose lie, even in the hardest of times. But at the age of 18, I did not fully comprehend that reality. I did not know how to look to the God of hope to find joy and peace in what seemed like impossible circumstances. God was so merciful to me, carrying me through those hopeless and dark days. I will forever be grateful for the precious people he brought into my life to help strengthen me in God and who came alongside me as I grew in my faith. Four years after graduating from high school, my dream finally came true. After working full-time and praying for God to provide the money I needed, I found myself on a Christian college campus. I was beyond excited to be there, and it didn't take long before I was soaking up every aspect of the experience I could. Christian community, close friends, dorm life, independence, godly mentors, laughter, all-nighters, late-night runs for junk food, weekend trips home with friends. And of course, the opportunity to be immersed in the study of God's word. I was living my dream. Romans is a book that tells us how Jesus became the hope, not only of the Jews, but also the Gentiles. Our verse for today is a prayer Paul prayed for God's people. His desire was that they might experience hope, joy, peace, and power. God is a God of hope. In fact, one of his most beautiful names is the God of hope. 
He alone is the one source of hope we have in this life, and he is the one who gives life meaning. In my young 18-year-old mind, I thought my joy and peace depended on the fulfillment of my dreams and desires. I didn't know what God had planned for my future, and it felt like he had forgotten me. Of course, now I know that he never does. Something to think about. Paul's desire was that believers trust in God and, in so doing, experience a growing faith that would cause true joy to well up inside their hearts, giving stability no matter the circumstances. He knew this would help them persevere in their walk with God and turn any unbelief into solid, unwavering confidence in God. Paul fervently prayed, asking God to give more than just hope based on the promises of changing circumstances or getting what they desired. No, he wanted more for them, praying that they would experience a hope that only the Holy Spirit could produce, given only by the promise of our Father and God of hope. In the same way that Paul experienced this for himself and prayed this for his fellow believers, we can experience this firsthand and turn our experience into a prayer for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Are you filled with joy and peace? Are you abounding in hope? This is God's desire for the heart and mind of every believer. Note, if you are considering taking your own life, please reach out to a pastor, a friend, or a suicide hotline. From my experience, I can tell you that you have better options, and I'm praying for you. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's reading of the foreword in Chapter 3 of our new prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Joy. If you haven't already, grab your copy anywhere books are sold and take the challenge to more fully understand the joy that's yours just because you belong to Jesus. I promise it's a joy that doesn't fade, can't be stolen, and doesn't depend on your circumstances or experiences. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or in the Million Praying Moms community where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. Find all the links you need at www.millionprayingmoms.com. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.